Okay. Um, there's something else happening this week. Anybody know? We're having an eclipse. So it's all, all these signs and wonders are beginning to take place. Glory to God. All right. Let's start with the nugget this morning. When your past calls don't answer. When your past calls don't answer, it has nothing new to say. Okay, some of you have to think about that. Amen, glory to God. In time, in time. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts, the fifth chapter. While you're turning there, Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity to look into your word, Father God, to glean, Father God, insight, inspiration, wisdom, and our faith thus grows. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that your Holy Spirit will open our eyes of our understanding to each and every one of us that we might thereby grow and do the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Acts chapter 5, looking at verse 15, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that the least of the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Verse 16 goes on and says, There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Everyone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What well, says, What? Insomuch they brought forth the sick into the streets, as verse 15, and laid them on beds and couches. Well, this, this verse is telling us that, they're, that the rich were there too. Rich and poor. Rich brought beds. Really. They were soft. You know, uh, well, when you, go to, when you jump on your bed, and not jump on your bed, pardon me, that's for kids. <laughs> When you lay in your bed, it's nice and comfy and, you know, you go to sleep. Well, the poor, on the other hand, didn't have beds. They had mats, you know, type of mat, roll-out mats and uh, um, couches type things. So they were hard. So we can see here that, see what it says, beds and what? And couches. So the rich were there and the poor were there receiving. Now, we want to look at two words in this verse here. Verse 15. The first word we're going to look at is shadow. It says, at least the shadow of Peter passing by. Okay. Shadow. It's a faint image. Webster's Dictionary says it's a, it's a, it's a shaded area. So, the faint image of Peter went over them. Okay. And then it said... We'll go on to the next word here. That it, the, at the least, the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Overshadow. And your strongest concordance is 1982. I recall that was a pretty good year. But um, 1982, it means to be enveloped in a haze of brilliancy. Or to be invested with influence, extraordinary exertion of omnipotence, unlimiting power, 
having all authority. It also speaks of a cloud whose shadow is, demonst- is the demonstration of God's authority. Uh, let's look at some of the Old Testament terms of it. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. That's the book of Isaiah chapter 51. And Isaiah chapter 51. And we will look at verse 16. The Lord speaking. And I will put my words in thy mouth, and I will cover thee with the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth, saith unto Zion, thou art my people. Shadow of hand equals strength. So God's saying, in the shadow of his hand, there is strength. Then, of course, if we'll turn, go back to the book, not go back, but find once again, once again, Psalms 91. Backing up in Psalms 91, we find shadow again. Verse 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place, Of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow here means a protection. God uh, God protects from all harm to those who trust in Him. So this this shadow that or this overshadowing that we're seeing is strength, uh, the power to protect. Um, And let's. Go further back into Psalm 17. We'll see it one more time. Verse, looking at verse 8, that's Psalm 17, verse 8. Keep me as the apple of thy eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Let me be a refuge under the Lord. To be the center of his eye. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, um, shadow is something that we need to do. Remember, let's go back, uh, referring back to Psalms 91. uh, Protection, God protects all those that trust in him. Remember when uh, Jesus was walking, uh, doing his thing, out there healing and so forth, and, and the Pharisees and Sadducees, they got around him and they said they would have pushed him off the cliff, but he walked through them. Where that, there's that shadow of protection. So we can have that shadow of protection about us. Okay, let's uh, go further back into, or at the beginning of your Bible, almost to Exodus chapter 24. That's Exodus chapter 24. Looking at verse 16 through 18, that's Exodus 24, 16 through 18. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Zion, and the cloud covered it six days, and on the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got up, into the mount, and Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. Well, he went into the shadow. Wow, that sounds pretty good. Okay, let's go to Exodus 40 now. Exodus chapter 40. On the mount, and now verse 34, that's Exodus 40, verse 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, or the tabernacle. Wow. Verse 35 goes on, And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because a cloud abode thereupon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Glory. Hallelujah. So there is something that's overshadowing. We're just looking at this. Now let's... uh, 
find with me in your Bibles. Next book is Leviticus, and we want to go to the 16th chapter this time. We're just getting a little background. That's 16, Leviticus chapter 16. Looking at verse 2, And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil, before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he not die. For I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. There's that cloud, that supernatural appearance. That cloud. Okay, now let's go to the New Testament. To the book of Matthew. Chapter 17. Well, we'll just start with verse 1. After six, after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there were there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then, then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. They were, he, they were overshadowed. Glory to God. Something's happening with being overshadowed. Let's go to Mark chapter 9 now. Things happen when one is overshadowed. Again, this is the same uh, scripture. That's uh, Mark 9, verse 7. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of this cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And we'll turn to one more. And we'll go back to our other scripture in Acts. Okay, that's Luke chapter 9. This is all on this overshadow here. Verse 34, And while he thus spake, there came a, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they, and, they were, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. Okay, this is the symbol, the overshadowing is a symbol of God's presence. It speaks of what we call the Shekinah glory, okay? Now let's go back to our, our, our scripture that we started with, the book of Acts, chapter 5, once again. Reading it one more time from verse 15. Insomuch they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And then, of course, it says, And there came a multitude uh, out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. Glory to God. So the, being overshadowed, there's a power and it, and it comes on men. Isn't this wonderful? So, what happens? 2 Corinthians, going to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And looking at verse 18, the last verse of 2 Corinthians 3. But we all, with the open face, beholding as in a glass... The glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We're changed. We need to be changed. We as believers have the same capacity to be overshadowed. We should not allow self 
to gain control of ourselves. We have to become available to God as a vessel for his use. Amen? Okay. Um, Let's go to the book of John, chapter 7. I've got you running around today, all right? In John chapter 7. Let's go to verse 37 and 38. Jesus speaking in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, there's the, that water will be overshadowing us, in, in other words. This divine flow uh, came out of Peter in Acts chapter 5, verse 15. Mark chapter 6, 56. Mark 6, 56. I have you running around today good. I say exercise your fingers through the yellow pages or you're going through white pages. Mark chapter 6, looking at verse 56. And wheresoever he entered into the village and cities or countries, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, as it were, the border of his garments. As many as touched them were made whole. That speaks of the virtue flowing out of Jesus He was overshadowed by the presence of God. Um, Now let's look at something. Let's go back to the book of Acts. (laughs) Acts chapter 9 this time. Isn't that wonderful? We went to a different scripture. In Acts chapter 9, this is the events that take place in Saul's life, who, who Saul of Tarsus, who becomes renamed Paul. But look at, ver- oh, well, I'll just start with verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went out unto the high priest and desired of him letters of Damascus to the synagogue, that if he, he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Well, he was a pretty terrible character. That's a long distance from Jerusalem. Okay, then let's, uh, verse 3. And as he journeyed, there came, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. What do you think was happening here? Is becoming overshadowed. Something takes place when someone is overshadowed. Of course, he has an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. He receives the Lord Jesus Christ. But with that encounter, let's go all the way back. Uh, turn now to the book of uh, You're in the book of Acts chapter. We'll go to chapter 19. This is speaking of Paul now. That's Acts chapter 19. Looking at verse 11 and 12. And God brought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Whoa! There's that overpowering, overshadowing power that comes upon individuals, and things begin to take place. We saw that in all these instances, individuals were overshadowed and something took place. Wow. Guess what? Let's go back to Acts chapter 5. What takes place here? 
Okay. Let's go up to ver- go down to verse sixteen. There also came a multitude out of the cities around about Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were and were healed every one. Verse seventeen. And the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which were of the set of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. Whoa! When you start doing things for Jesus, people get mad. And laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. We had a demonstration, they have a great demonstration of what's taking place, and people get harassed. Uh, the high priest, people, I'll put this, religious people get uptight when. People begin to do the things that God's called them to do. You're not supposed to do that. You didn't go to Bible school. You didn't go to seminary. You can't do that. Hey, jealousy. Jealousy causes persecution. In these last days, it says God is going to pour out his spirit doubly on those. That means there's going to be an overshadowing on those that are going to be willing vessels to operate. That means when you begin to operate, what's going to happen? Persecution is going to come your way. But people are going to be set free. People are going to be set free. Remember the, the, uh, the individual at the, the gate that Peter and John said, what I have I give unto you, rise in the name of Jesus. And uh, he, w- he went down through the, da- he entered into church. No, he, ca- he went down through the middle of the church, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, I imagine if you would go into any church, even here, someone to break through those doors, come walking and leaping and praising God, everything's going to be quiet. And everybody's going to be looking at one another, what's going on? We've got, we got a nutcase in here. Right? And guess what's going to happen usually from the pulpit? Sit down. You're out of order. Persecution comes. Okay. Persecution comes. Get ready for persecution when, you're going to, when you are overshadowed. And some of you are going to take the challenge today of being overshadowed. I guarantee it. Okay, let's... Uh Verse 18, and they laid their hands on the apostles and put in the common uh, prison. Verse 90, but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go and stand and speak in the temple to all the people all the words of this life. Look what happened. Go out and do it again. Break forth. You remember, recall this, the man that came walking and leaping and praising God. They finally got, where is that guy? Where is that guy? Bring him here. We want to talk to him. It was a little bit later. They they brought him there and he says, "Uh, what happened to you? Well, you know, those guys, they laid hands on me in the name of Jesus and and something happened. I was cured. I was healed. He says, no, 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 no. That's wrong. You're blasphemy. And so they said, you weren't really... You weren't out there. Let's get his parents in here. So they called the parents in there. And the parents says, well, ask him. He, he's been lame, lame all, all his life. Ask him what happened. Don't ask us. We weren't there. Hey, there's some joy to be overshadowed. Okay. 
for overshadowing, the overshadowing power to take place in our lives, we're going to, going to have to seek God for more spiritual growth, maturity. Uh, we have to realize that, well, we, we all have realized that uh, we have needed a redeemer to get born again. And salvation does change things. Glory for the better. We found out, uh, God, we found God's forgiveness and we've been adopted in the family of God. And uh, we should not be satisfied with the old lifestyle any longer. That means a lot of things that we did in the past they should be dropping off. Thank you for the one amen. That uh, means we need to be called to service. Uh, if we look at Peter's life, for example, uh, when he got, was called up, he, you know, he was chosen by Jesus to work with. He's one of the twelve. And, uh, and it improved Peter's life greatly. You know, he wasn't beating everybody on the head anymore. You know, he wasn't uh, such a gruff fisherman anymore. He saw things the way Jesus saw them. But uh, Peter was frustrated. How many, you know, how many Christians do you know that, that are, have been walking with the Lord but are still frustrated? It's because uh, we haven't been able to overthrow some of the thoughts that come into our minds. We're, we are not using 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 5, 5.10 pulling down those strongholds any longer. We need to have that working thoroughly in us. Or 10-5, pardon me. Thank you. All right. Um, Peter said, I'll never deny you. And all of a sudden he denied the Lord, of course. So we all goof up. We all have a tendency to trip up in our, in our Christian walk. I didn't have one amen out there. You're all perfect then. No matter what we try to do, uh, uh, we mess up. We, we are not quite mature. But thank God he'll overshadow us to remove those things as we are hungry for him. We have to become spiritually dependent upon the Lord. Amen? We can't do anything without God. We need this change of attitude. We get, we get a better attitude about God when we get a better attitude. Learning about God, as you learn about God, we learn about ourselves. Because he's always talking about his children. Doesn't he? He wants us to come into a proper balance. The balance is using his word. Amen? Here, this little book. Everybody's got this little book. In him. Well, let me see. Let's look at a couple of these things. The proper balance. First uh, Corinthians 1.30 But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. Oh, wow, we got wisdom. Righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. A good confession that goes along with this. Jesus Christ is my Lord, my wisdom. He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my redemption. Oh, what's another one? Let's go look at a couple of these. Ephesians 2.10. It says, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. We need to confess. I am his workmanship. He made me a new creation. Second Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin that we might be, made the righteousness of God in him. Confession. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. My standing with God is secure. My prayers... Avail much. 
Well, if your prayers avail much, it sounds like as you get, as we get to know God and, he, and what He thinks about us, it begins to overshadow us. And that presence begins to get anxious to be used. Glory to God. So, getting into the Word of God it brings about an emotional surgery. You know, when, when bad things happen, sometimes you need surgery to repair. Well, God is wanting to repair us, pull out some things that we're wanting to hold on. When we fall down, we have a boo-boo, you know, you get all patched up. He wants to make sure that it's not going to happen again. Okay? Uh, emotional surgery will put you in a position where God wants to make you Take the proper choices for your life. You take on God's image for you, and you have confidence. Oh, what, con- what, what kind of confidence should we have? Uh, turn with me to the book of Daniel. Book of Daniel, right after the book of Ezekiel. You should be getting there. We want to go to Daniel chapter 9. Hey, did I get this one wrong? Did I mark it wrong? Or is it Daniel 10.32? Daniel 10.32, pardon me. Bad typist. (laughs) Verse 32, it says, the latter part we want to look, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Uh, From the Amplified it reads, but the people who know their God shall prove themselves Strong and shall stand firm to do the exploits for God. That's being overshadowed. That sounds good to me. You want to do something? Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 8. Verse 37. Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things we must... We are more than conquerors through him that loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor present things, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's that overpowering presence You're more than a conqueror. Oh. Let's go back to the end of the Bible. Your Bible. Let's go to 1 John. In 1 John, chapter 4. 1 John, chapter 4, looking at 4. It says, Ye are of God, little children. And have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me read that from the Amplified. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him. You have already defeated and overcome them, the agents and Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. Well, that sounds like someone that's being overshadowed. 1 John chapter 5. Next chapter, looking at verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Glory to God. 
Your faith is moving on. If we're not willing to put forth the effort to get into God's Word, um, nothing will come our way. We will find more energy, we'll put more effort into everything else that comes our way. Uh, many of us have, or I'll put it this, yeah, many of us have hobbies that uh, will push aside things. Or you know people that have, that have a hobby that, that takes up their Sundays, that takes up their Wednesdays. You know, I can't do that, i got a hobby. Or maybe it's a sports. Uh, the wife has already put me down on this one, caught me one. I wanted to see a football game one Sunday. Guess what? I stayed home from church to watch the game. Um, confess your faults, huh? <laughs> Don't look at me so sanctimonious. I know some of you did the same thing. It may, may, may be not be a football game. It might be Anne of Green Gables or somebody like that. I know my wife. <laughs> i got to make sure it's taped, so I'm going to stay home. Okay. Or sometimes, uh, some of us are really workaholics. You know, I've got to get this done. You had all week to get it done at work, so you're going to... We, we, what we do is take it into the weekend. Hello. Others are, are you know, like books, fiction books, you know, just reading and, uh, you know. I could get my church from, you know, at another time. You know, I've got to, shall I tell, I hate to say this, the Lord says tell on yourself. Okay. You know, if I get a good book, it's terrible because I'm a slow reader. I wish it was like Danny could you know, get through these books like, you know, wow, and they ask me, he knows the whole thing. If I did that, I'd have to read it all over and find out what. Anyway, I get a good book. Then it's really intriguing. So I sit there, hit the sack, get in the bed. You know, jump on a bed. You know, I got a bed, not a couch. <laughs> Put the nightlight on. She's over there. Now open that book. I start reading. I'll read. I have to read half the night, maybe three quarters of the night, and then I still have to get up. And guess what? That day's shot because I, you know, because I am, I haven't finished the book yet. I've gone so far with that book. I want to read it more, but you're on the job. You can't do that. And, and you're fumbling around. You know what I'm saying? We get so involved in things that we don't, you know. Or then, so, you know, I, I usually read at night my Bible. I get into that book. I'm too tired to read the Bible. So I'll get it in the morning. <laughs> okay, so others... We're looking at things that, uh, that are getting our way. TV. TV. Some of you said, we don't have TV. I bet you watch TV. We don't want, we, we're not hooked up to, to the, any of the, the cables or, you know, nowadays you can't even have a... In my day, you used to have aerials on houses, and they don't even have it. You don't have the dish and all that type of stuff. You still have a TV, and you got a VCR, though, or a DVD player, and you just stick it in there, watch that, whatever you're watching. Now, maybe you're not even caught up in that. Some of you are caught up in the Internet. You get over there. The phone goes off and you're, and you're texting. I don't know how to text, so, you know. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> the peanut gallery is back there. 
whatever we do, it's, it's avoiding what, what God has called us to do. God says, I want you to do this. I'm too tired. But you just, you've been reading to, to 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm asking you to pray now, and you're too tired. And somebody had their bell rung. You know what I'm saying? That's not getting overshadowed. We have to get overshadowed. To be overshadowed, we have to get in God's word. We have to want it. To get with him. Oftentimes we want, we want more of man's approval than God's approval. Oh, you did such a good job on, your, on this assignment. Or you did a good job of uh, bringing in the, you know, the new jobs for the site. You do a good job with the kids. You're looking for... Man's approval, not God's approval. Uh-oh. Some years, but ready to... Okay. You, ca- you become more devoted to the things of the world because you refuse to listen to, the hear- to hear God's word. Some go to church to feel comfortable and try to erase their consciousness. Well, I at least go to church. Maybe not doing God's work, but I do go to church. Hello, are we out there yet? Um, they still continue to refuse God's plan. They, come, they are powerless. They are, listen to this one, barren and fruitless. How many Christians you know that are, are barren and fruitless? They have nothing going on. And... Uh, Word of God tells we can know someone by the fruit. So how, what kind of, of a Christian are you? Are you, are you bearing fruit or are you kind of bare? Uh-oh. That's going to shake some of us up. Uh, they constantly murmur and complain about everything else because they can't get to do what they want. Uh, they blame others for their situation and circumstances, yet they are stagnant in the house of God. In Psalms 1, let's go there. So, look what Psalms 1 tells us. Bless the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. In other words, don't walk, don't stand, and sit in trash. But his delight is in the law, or the word of God. And in the word does he meditate day and night. The one who does that, he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit... Look at that. He's not barren, or she's not barren. In his season, his leaf shall not wither. Even in bad times, his leaf shall not wither. And whether whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Glory to God. That's being overshadowed. Why spend your life being miserable? Okay. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 8. You know where Nehemiah is, right after Ezra. Okay, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Then he said unto them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto, you, unto the Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
So in other words, get under the blessing. Get under the blessing. Get under the blessing. And this one we look at a lot. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Look at this. Verse 11. For I know thy thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. What's the Lord thinking about you? Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. That expected end actually means a reward. Then you will call upon me, and you will come and pray, and I will hear and heed you. Glory to God. So God has a plan and purpose for our life. He just needs our cooperation. Right after the book of Daniel, you'll find the book we're going to go to. Hosea, the Lord would like to perform spiritual surgery on each and every one of us so that we can be vessels that he can overshadow to do great and mighty exploits. Hosea chapter 14. Last chapter, Hosea. Look at verse 7. They that dwell under the shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. And the scent thereof shall be like, be as unto the wine of Lebanon. Uh, let me read that from the Amplified. They shall dwell in the shade, shall return. They shall revive like the grain and blossom like the vine. The scent of it shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Okay, glory to God. Those that are overshadowed, revive in your strong concordance. It's 2421. It means to be quickened, made alive. The word sent. Strong concordance, 2143. It means a fame, to have fame. A permanent notice. Permanent notice. Permanent knows that you will be alive. That's, that's, that's awesome. I think we need to get ready here. They that, what? They that dwell in under the shadow shall be alive. Permanent, a fixture there. Are you ready? Well, we need to get ready if you're not. Joy is a reality. Love will be the going thing. Victory will be at hand. Glory to God. Step into the realm of faith and become overshadowed. God is wanting to overshadow us. Anybody want to be overshadowed? Well, thank you. The rest of you are thinking, I guess. What do you have to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? What must I sacrifice to be overshadowed? To do the things that God's called you to do?
when Peter was overshadowed, even his shadow, it said, healed people. But when he spoke, he brought 5,000 to the Lord. Another time, 3,000. So being overshadowed is your willing to speak boldly for the Lord. We need that in these last days. Signs and wonders. We are seeing signs and wonders happening on the feast days. And anytime the signs and wonders happen on the feast days, something dramatic took place. Something happened in the world that changed. We had the full blood moon last week. What is... What is it bringing forth? You get two blood moons this year and two blood moons next year, both on feast days. Oh, wait till you see the videos I got for you to listen on these things. They're going to have you jump up and down. Tell you whether those are. You're going to say, sign me up. Let's get going. Because you, you, you need to be overshadowed in this time. It says, we're got, we need, you can't bring your toys up there to heaven with you. You got all brand new ones up there, all right? <laughs> Situation, what are you supposed to bring with you? What can you bring with you? Individuals. We, you know, he said, bring the sheaves. You know, how do we, where do we get sheaves at from people? Can anybody tell me? You remember Joseph in Genesis? He told his parents and his brothers that his sheaf was standing up and all the rest of their sheaves bowed down. So sheaves mean people. We need to bring some people up to heaven with us. We got to get busy. Time is short. Time is short. Uh, Lord said, "Occupy." It means do your job, but do do his, the job that He's given you to do. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh oh, notes from the. Okay. I'm going to have everybody head bow, bow their head. We're going to talk about being overshadowed.